dig. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Things We Dig. On today's episode, just taking Japanese history and putting Batman into that, which is really cool. And of course, this new one's coming out with Ezra Miller, that little creepy dude. You have Batgirl just kind of getting like a little too crazy out in these streets. It's like they took that old school look of the Batman animated series and just refined it so well. And you throw some really good action to that. I think it just, that's why DC animation movies are just so top notch. What up fellas, good to see you guys. So today, as you guys may know, we're gonna talk about some DC comic book animated movies. And to kick things off, I wanted to ask you guys, did you guys grow up watching uh, any of these DC animated movies or perhaps just the cartoons in general? I don't necessarily remember watching movies growing up, but I definitely watched DC animated shows. The Batman animated series was so good. I remember it being as a kid. And then it's one of the ones you go back and watch as an adult and you're like, damn, the animation and the storylines and shit in this hold up so well. Where some of those other kid shows, not so much, but uh, that one definitely stands the test of time. I owned a couple of the movies actually on VHS, like uh, Mask of the Phantasm and uh, Sub-Zero. And uh, I just watched those on repeat, man. Those were, were amazing. I would have to say, sadly, I wasn't big into the DC cartoon era. Um, I blame my dad maybe for that. I don't know. But I definitely loved Batman. I mean, Batman movies. I'm all about that. But I've been slacking and HBO has is, is stepped it up. They've got a boatload for me to watch. So I'm excited. I'm going to blame... Alex's dad as well. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, fucking Greg, man. <laughs> no, I I watched mainly uh, like the WB Batman for sure, 100%, and like Batman Beyond, mainly whatever was on uh, cable television back in the day. But I'm trying to think, I don't think I ever really watched any DC animated films until I, I was a little older. All the ones you guys said, of course, the Batman animated series was just on constantly in my house man and watching it these days you realize how adult themed it, some of the story plots are and still such a great animation show Steve the two movies you mentioned based around that animated series Mask, Mask of the Phantasm super good I also watched a lot of uh, the Justice League cartoon as well which oh, it, hell yeah. I think I think it kind of revolved around that Batman or a version from that animated series, along with the Superman. Dave, you mentioned Batman Beyond, dude. That was such ahead of its time, dude. Such a great series. Classic cartoons that I grew up with. Just on Batman Beyond, dude, how they included that Batman, Bruce Wayne, as an old Batman in it, made it so much sicker, too. But also, I was going to ask you guys, do you remember when somebody first told you or when you found out that Mark Hamill was the Joker in the animated series? Because I didn't know it when I was a kid. And whenever somebody told me for the first time, it absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, I probably didn't know until I was an adult either. And Batman Beyond is uh, that's like the number one thing I want to see them do live action. I feel like the, the technology is there now. Let us let us have it. Arguably one of the best Jokers, they say. Oh, dude, I'd say comparing them to live action, I would say he's definitely in top three. Yeah, dude, if they could do Batman Beyond, I mean, Michael Keaton's coming back. A lot of people are saying, like, why not have him be old man Bruce to uh, to a Terry for Batman, dude? I think that would be such a great idea. To like a Tim to like Timothy Chevrolet, Robert Pattinson, dude, Timothy Chocolat, man, get him to Timothy do it for sure. Bing bong. 
So uh, I want to ask you guys another question. Out of all these DC animated movies, Alex, you had mentioned HBO Max has, I want to say, pretty much all of them, dude. There's there's a ton on there, at least 20 to 25. Um, we talked about Batman and Law. Batman seems to be the fan favorite for DC. But are there any other superhero solo movies that you guys might want to check out that you saw on the list or that maybe you did check out while doing this pod? Voice up the Flash has really cool storylines, just being able to time travel and stuff like his powers are sometimes when I was younger, I never really realized that he's, you know, one of the most powerful superheroes. Like he's almost as powerful as Superman and stuff in some aspects. So I like seeing his storylines or the the Justice League films where you have everybody collaborating. I feel like the animated movies do it so fucking well. Yeah, I agree. Just Justice League in general, I think really as far as movies go and man, I don't know, WB or Warner Brothers kind of fucked it up. Maybe we could argue that, but with the live action, but the cartoons and the animation, there's just so much potential there that there's more than probably the the Avengers has done. I don't know. I don't know of a lot of Avengers animated cartoons at all. But you don't know them because they because they suck. <laughs> well, exactly. So <laughs> it's like straight to the B the B League. But Justice League in general is just uh, a dope, dope thing. And I think Green Lantern, too. I really like Green Lantern. I like that story, the planet he come from, just the fact that he can do pretty much everything with that ring to, to a T. He can fly. He can. That's it. He can fly. I've always fallen victim with DC to staying with Batman mainly and then also Superman. And then as well as you guys were saying, Justice League. The other characters can be cool. And I'm sure there's a lot of really good other animated films out there. But for whatever reason, I always seem to stick into that category or those categories. Yes, yeah, I think I just mostly branched off between Batman and Superman. Superman has some good solos as well. Doomsday and one of those ones. But yeah, same. Justice League. Maybe I'd watch like an Arrow one, like Green Arrow. Yeah, Death of Superman was a really good one. But uh, as I was revisiting some of these movies, I ca- caught myself um, being interested in in Constantine, man. Dude, he's uh, he's like a dark magician, kind of the DC's version of Doctor Strange in a way. And he's kind of an integral part to a lot of these movies because there's a there's a point in these DC animated movies where they start becoming canon with each other. So there's about 10 to 15. They're pretty much canon storylines following each other, building up to the big back fight with Darkseid and Constantine, dude. I found myself really liking that character, not knowing a whole lot about him other than uh, it was a Keanu Reeves movie a couple years ago, which I didn't even know that was a DC character at that time. Yeah, I was going to so ask that. His version of these movies were were really good. Yeah, just caught myself really being intrigued by his character and his his type of powers. But I want to ask you guys, what do you feel makes him so great? Like, what are some aspects that you are watching them? And it's kind of widely known that DC's animated movies are just like superior to most animated movies. Talk about Marvel as well. What makes them so good? Dude, I will say almost for what you said right there, I feel like they've always taken the time to make a great story or animate a great story as well but it's not always directed at kids you know what i mean it's directed to the story and to you know be sometimes they're like it's very serious content in these like they're not made for children and so that is very intriguing for an adult and especially if you like animation i know a lot of people would probably look at it if they've never really watched any of them be like oh that's stupid that's for kids but like I said, it gets really serious and dark and there's a lot of really great stories. So you can put on any one and enjoy watching it. 
Yeah, I, would, I had the same thoughts as Dave when I was watching um, Batman versus Robin that I was like, damn, is this made for children? I, I Like I said, I am not too familiar with these DC animated movies. I know the Batman animated show was pretty mature, but they're talk, they're making lots of very uh, overt sexual references, like lots of cussing, stuff like that, where I was like, oh, wow, this isn't, hey, if you're paying attention, parents, you'll catch a joke too. It's right in your face. So I really enjoyed that. And I'm definitely going to start putting a lot of these on more in the background while I'm doing stuff because of that. Like Dave said, I kind of almost thought like, ah, they're animated. I'm sure they're good, but they're probably geared towards children a lot. And they are not. Uh, Much like the Marvel movies, I feel like the Marvel animated stuff is kind of all like the same tone, right? The same animation style. But with DC, you really have just like like their movies, just uh, quite a lot of different takes on the uh the animation so uh, a lot of different animation styles the old old stuff new stuff and uh even like some anime influence type stuff yeah i agree with everybody there the an- the animation is what i was going to bring up and every every single one just seems to get better and better and i mean the one steve's going to bring up later we'll talk about pretty fucking wild but i think all of the dc animation that i've watched i am almost halfway into it going damn i wish this was like a live action in theaters justice league movie and maybe they're smart to say we already did that story we're not going to remake it we're going to do something new but man any of these stories if they would have done instead of the justice league movie they did in in live action just would have blown it out of the water but keeping it original i can understand that yeah, I totally agree with everything you guys say. Animation style, Steve, like you mentioned, just uh, like I mentioned, there's there's a certain few that are canon, which are the same style. But they also branch off with different just type of illustrations, like you're saying. And I also think the voice acting is pretty top notch, man. They always get and sometimes you look at a list of actors on this movie and you, you don't realize who it is. Sometimes it sounds familiar, but. I feel like they have really good voice acting on a lot of these movies. And I also think they handle the action sequences really well, too. Some of the hand-to-hand combat is really good. Then you get your, you know, when you have a Superman or a Green Lantern or a Flash, where it's kind of a spectacle on the screen, I think they handle that really superb, too, as well. And just good stories with good voice acting, good character development, and you throw some really good action to that. I think it just, that's why DC animation movies are just so top notch. Even going back to what Steve was saying, almost with Marvel too. And I feel like there might, there probably is some darker Marvel animated movies, you know, that I probably just don't know about, but just the aesthetic of the DC animation, it is almost like the films. It's more like gritty and dark, especially with Batman. So it's just like instantly sucks you into that world. Definitely. All right, Phyllis, solid talk on some DC animated movies, but uh, let's change gears a bit. We each selected a uh, DC animated movie to to talk about. So, uh, Steve, you want to kick things off? Yeah, I can do that. So there's a lot of favorites of mine, such as like Under the Red Hood, but I'm always like a fan of like the period pieces, right? So you're taking the character and throwing them into like history. So with DC, there's a few of those. You do have like Justice League or Justice Society, when they're in World War II, kind of the formation. But one that I was a fan of is probably Batman Ninja. So I revisited that one, which takes uh, Batman and our characters, and they kind of go through like a time, like a time machine, and they end up in like feudal uh, ancient Japan, which is really cool to see. Uh, do you guys have you guys seen this, or do you guys have you heard of it? 
Definitely I have not watched the trailer. Dude, I, I watched it. I watched it before and then I also revisited it for this pod just in case someone else didn't choose it. I was like, this one has to be talked about because it's such a unique take on DC animated world, Batman, and just the like we talked about the animation styles that they chose to do this. It seems very Japanese inspired, right? It's, it's you know, he's supposed to be a ninja, samurai ninja in it. And just the story in general, too, was really good and they had a a rogues gallery of batman villains in it which i thought made it really good such an awesome like i said take on uh on batman and his world yeah so this movie was actually made entirely uh in japan uh and i watched it you can watch on hbo max uh, but you don't get the original like the japanese uh voice acting in that so i watched it on the japanese netflix and you get the japanese which uh which batman is good in english of course but the 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 one thing i didn't like about it is the joker uh it's just way over the top it's not mark hamill but the japanese version is really really good on that uh so made entirely in japan and uh yeah you see batman in his element right he's a ninja so you see him hopping around like these castles at night and just taking japanese history and putting batman into that which is really cool dude uh animation wise I only watched the trailer, sadly, but when you brought it up, I thought, I want to watch this, but I also wanted to pick something else. But holy shit, yeah, it was pretty wild just seeing, it seems like it it, it would fit right in place. Like you would want to see more of that, more of Batman Ninja, more more Japanese style. So they pulled a Ninja Turtles and uh, traveled back in time, I guess. Yeah, and just, just the sequences of, again, DC being able to handle the, the fights really well, man. In this style too, um, not to give too much away, but like I said, there's a rogues gallery of Batman villains that all go into ancient Japan and they're each taking over a particular house. And at the very end, they become big giant ass robots, which was just so awesome to see being able to just intake that anime style with Batman. And it was so good. And I felt like, like, like you said, it fit perfectly because Batman villains are like super over the top and kind of crazy, like, which, you know, some animes can be that way. And I felt like it just fit perfectly. Like Batman Ninja, highly recommend everyone, you guys, you know, take a look at it. Definitely going to check that one out for sure. Alrighty. So AB, how about you, man? Which movie did you select for, uh, for this pod to watch? Well, as I'm not a veteran DC watcher, I just searched top DC animated movie and all were great. But the top rated one that I thought was the Flashpoint Paradox, which uh, seems to be a rather new one. New wish, maybe not as new as Ninja Batman, but Flashpoint Paradox, uh, the Flash meets, I was going to say the anti-Flash, but what is his uh, reverse Flash? Reverse Reverse Flash. Flash. Yeah. Basically, something happens and homie just fucks everything up and he wakes up in alternate dimension and everything's crazy. I thought it was amazing. This is one that I truly thought would be such a great Justice League movie if they kept going. And of course, this new one's coming out with Ezra Miller, that little creepy dude. But the idea was that Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they were at war with each other and they were basically pretty evil, didn't give a fuck about humans. And uh, Batman, Batman had Bruce Wayne had died. He was the one that got shot. And Batman's father becomes this just crazy alcoholic Batman. And his mother becomes the Joker. And that alone just was like, dude, it was crazy. It was a wild ride. And I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. I wish we'd see a live action version of that. I believe that's uh, the new 
new Flash movie is coming out uh, now next year. I think that's uh, pretty you inspired that's by be, Flashpoint. I figured that, so that'll be yeah. great to see. Yeah, I'm curious of what the live action will will include. I don't think it'll include the Aquaman versus uh, Wonder Woman battle, which would be kind of cool to see. But yeah, I think this this animated movie, Flashpoint Paradox, was the one that kind of introduced me to this new slew of DC animated movies. Really hadn't been watching them for a whole bunch. They weren't really available anywhere before HBO Max. Found this somewhere. I might even had rented it because I was like, oh, this looks cool. And like you said, Alex, it is amazing, man. Like the story and just Flash being the main focal point of this movie. And Chris, you had mentioned it earlier, just his abilities to be able to like time travel and mess things up and go into alternate dimensions is what makes Flash such a unique character. And you have Thomas Wayne as Batman, who's just brutal as can be. He's not like his son. Yeah, he's not like not like Bruce. He doesn't go fuck. He'll shoot you. He'll break your jaw. He'll hang you by your neck and to get answers. So yeah, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Yeah, such a dark take on a DC animated movie, and it was so awesome. Damn, I need to check this one out, man. Sounds crazy. Very good. I never realized, and I knew obviously the movie's coming out with Ezra Ezra Miller, as Alex mentioned, the creepy little motherfucker dude. But um. Anyways, I never realized the Flash was uh, somebody. I, I guess just from moving fast enough, he can. He's interdimensional travels. It's pretty fucking the laws cool. of physics. Yeah, great idea. Great. I, I know Batman. Batman never uses guns, but for sure, Batman's dad. That's all he was doing. He was just fucking blasting, blasting, blasting robbers, blasting hookers. He was blasting <laughs> everybody, dude. He's blasting. I thought it was uh, at the very beginning. It was. Um, it wasn't Harley Quinn. It was a, a, a the Joker's, and she oh, just yeah. had these crazy like, what's she called, Yo Yo Girl or something like. Whose gang had cool. the Yo Yos? Was that me? <laughs> <laughs> Razor Yo Yos. But highly recommended. I think everybody's just highly recommended. But yeah, very, I really enjoyed it. Like we were saying, not made for kids even remotely. It's, it's almost like no. a rated rated R movie. I don't know. I'm not sure if they mm-hmm. cuss, but brutal killings, a lot of, lot of uh, sexual innuendos and things going on. And what I liked about this movie, you know, not to give anything away, but at the very end, you know, Flash, Barry, run faster than you've ever run before. Kind of parallels what uh, what uh, live action Flash did for this, the Snyder Cut. You know, kind of, yeah. I remember seeing a side by side. I was like, damn, those are very similar scenes. I'm sure this is something that's happened in the comics so I just thought that was really kind of unique to see in animation style and seeing in live action too as well. So yeah, man, solid pick for sure. Seven scoops. Like we were talking about earlier, just the undertones of these films. The one that I watched definitely has to, I it has to be rated at least te- like mature, TV mature. But it, it is uh, based off of the graphic novel, Batman, The Killing Joke. And that nice. shit, man, like right off the bat, you have Batgirl just kind of getting like a little too crazy out in these streets and Batman war- warning her about it. And then they end up fucking having sex. Instantly, yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it looked like it was going to be dark like that. And that's what I wanted. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm ready for this. But uh, yeah, it's just a crazy from that point on, she decides to hang up the cape and stop being Batgirl. And eventually she ends up getting her dad, Commissioner Gordon, is kidnapped or he's lured in with along with her. She ends up getting shot and paralyzed left from the shot. And they it's the Joker behind all of this. But Mark Hamill, I believe, was the Joker in this film as well. And I, I believe people lobbied for it, especially after he said he was interested in reprising the role of the Joker once again. So it's the Joker in this movie 
is fucking awesome, dude. Just super sick as it can be Joker. It's a, it's an origin story for him. And then this one, it's almost similar to um, the Arthur Fleck origin story a little bit where he uh, is a stand-up comedian in this. And he ends up trying to do a job for money. And in the end, his, his wife is killed and he loses his wife and his child. So he ends up going crazy. But... The one thing I really did enjoy about this whole film, they they have Commissioner Gordon at an amusement park and essentially Batman has to go and save the day. There's like another kind of sick scene where it's like he had pictures of Commissioner Gordon's daughter, Barbara, where it was like she was in pain and stuff and like in her underwear and stuff, man. So there's a lot of like crazy undertones to it. Definitely a rated R DC animated film. But I love in the end when him and Batman have been going at it and the Joker tells him a joke and Batman just laughs with him, dude. And it's just like that sick relationship that they do have with each other where Batman is the hero, but he's got to be a little fucked up himself to be doing what he's doing. Dude, yeah, you nailed that on the head, man. I actually read the the comic book graphic novel of The Killing Joke before I know the, knew the movie was coming out. And it's pretty much one of the most popular kind of widely known graphic novels for Batman. And I remember reading it being like, holy shit. Like I always knew DC got dark, but like you were saying, Dave, reading that graphic novel, I've also seen the movie too as well. But yeah, I just remember thinking like, holy shit, like they ain't fucking around in this one. And like you said, a lot of just brutal scenes, especially with uh, Barbara Gordon and all of that. And just Joker just really showcasing. He really just doesn't give a fuck. Like as a character, like he's like, Batman, kill me, please kill me. If not, then I'm just going to keep just wreaking havoc on Gotham and keep doing these things. And kind of that, you know, conflict that Batman has with Joker is like, should I kill him? Should I not? He just keeps doing these horrible things. And I think the movie really did showcase the graphic novel really well. And yeah, like you said, it's a origin story, which I'm pretty sure the Joker Joaquin Phoenix movie was inspired by like a ton by. So, yeah. I mean, how many times have they changed, which is awesome, the origin story of the Joker? The Batman has usually got its basic origin story kind of not changed too much. But I love that they've changed so many different times the origin story to the Joker. And that's what I liked the most about this one is that the end or when it showed him become the Joker, you're like, oh, my God, like so many different so many different times. I didn't know Mark Hamill was the voice. That makes it even more dope. But this was actually one of the first ones that I really watched on DC or on HBO Max, it, it kept popping up and showing me and just the front cover, the picture alone sounded really sick. So great choice. Right on. Yeah, man. Good choice for sure. Let's uh, keep it moving. Mr. Christopher, how about you, man? What uh, selection did you pick for this week? Uh, I picked Batman versus Robin. It's one I'd never seen before, but I really liked the Court of Owls from the comic books. I've seen some cool storylines of them, so I just Googled which movie they're in and watched that. It takes place uh, when Damian Wayne, Batman's son, is like very first left the League of Assassins and Ra's al Ghul and is living with Batman. And so there's kind of like that weird, like almost like a stepdad type, you know, getting to learn the boundaries and everything. And the Court of Owls kind of capitalize on that and convince Robin to come be with them. And 
so you get to see batman and robin like really go at it and fight a lot which is cool in the movie as well as all the fights with the the court of owls talons against batman some really dope ass uh animation and just like we've been saying about all of it i i didn't know if this was made for kids there's hella scenes where i was like oh damn this is a very adult so i enjoyed it overall man and just the animation level of all these modern dc movies so so fluid so smooth it's like they took that old school look of the batman animated series and just refined it so well so uh i'll definitely be checking out more of these batman films for sure was this a sequel i heard that this was like kind of you didn't have to watch it before this is one one of those ones like um fig was talking about where it's like canon with a bunch of other films so you can kind of pick up on what's going on without having watched them but if you did you'd you'd get a lot more what's going on with the background of the story yeah i didn't realize that robin was so young when i watched it i was like what he's he's fighting young robin that's dope. Yeah, because he's the second Robin. Technically, Dick Grayson is now grown up and become uh, Nightwing. So he's Robin number two. And and even uh, Nightwing's in this film kind of training him a little bit. And it's pretty funny at some point. there. Damn, I just looked up the animation as Alex was saying that. It looks pretty fucking cool, man. Dude, this one, this one out too. This one is really good because, yeah, like Chris was saying, Damien Wayne... Damon, Damon Wayne. <laughs> Damon action. Wayne? Damon Wayne? <laughs> Homie, don't play that. Damon Wayne, um, Batman's son, you know, comes to, to live with him and becomes Robin. And he's just a little shithead, but he can, you know, for being so young, he can hold his own really well. And Chris, what you're saying, that sequence with uh, Nightwing, just totally schooling him. And Nightwing, obviously, Dick Grayson has been around for years. He's an adult and he's just fucking with them and just shit talking hell out of him and also kind of kicking his ass too as well which i thought was uh pretty funny but just the way this movie opens up to like we're saying it's just the darkness of it i mean batman and and robin go to infiltrate a it's a it's a what would you call it? a sex trafficking or a guy who just kidnaps kids and alters their body which yeah dude he like sewn like chainsaws and stuff where their arms should be like fucking ash from evil dead it was pretty dark man on children's badass it's he like was- uh it's like sid all grown up from uh kind of <laughs> But uh, fun fact, the that villain is called the Dollmaker. He was voiced by Weird Al Yankovic, man. Oh, cool. Say yeah. no more. This one's on the top of the list now. They said he had no scandals, dude. He's fucking doing all this weird <laughs> shit to children. Right. Yeah, but just uh, overall, such a great flick of the conflict of, of Robin, Damien. You know, should he go along with Batman, his dad, and not kill because the court of owls is like no you got to finish the job you know you're taking out you're an assassin if you're taking someone out you take them out and of course we all know batman has his no killing rule and of course he's going to teach that to not only robin but to his son so there's just that conflict of going back and forth with it chris you might have mentioned this before so sorry if you did but who is the mother of bruce wayne's child uh rachel ghoul or rachel ghoul is his grandfather yeah talia yeah talia. Uh, so actually there's another movie it's called batman son of batman and that one will kind of set up for that and there's yeah. another similar ones like bad blood which is also really good so those are all kind of uh connected there okay what was it okay. you guys brought it up but the court of owls am i saying that right chris Yes, sir. It's like yeah, that, a, uh, a group of powerful people that ran Gotham from the shadows back in the day, and they've kind of lost some of their power, but are still, you know, influential in the city. Yeah, I really am interested in that group more. And I don't know if they they continue on with the Robert Pattinson, 
Batman, which they will. I really hope that they bring that into the story. I was going to say, I think that that villain, like the Court of Owls type villain, would really play well to that dark, gritty realism they're going with in the new Batman. I would love to see the Court of Owls in live action, man. That'd be, That'd be cool. Do you just awesome. have uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman go up against a bunch of assassins? Oh, it would be a fucking spectacle on the screen, man. Make that happen. Matt Reeves, make oh, yeah. that happen. Matt Reeves, if you're hearing this right now, he loves our pod. Do it, bud. Do it. We're I think all one team of, Edward, bro. I think one of our producers is friends with him, so uh, he'll get that note over to him. All the soldiers in the Reddit uh, thread that I am moderator of since 2010, Patty Cakes, go ahead and assemble, my friends. We ride <laughs> or die for Pattinson. Nice. All righty, Chris. Solid pick, man. Batman versus Robin, dude. Really good. Like we said, dark, brutal, good, good, really good action. Probably some of the best action in, in that movie. But uh, last but not least, for myself, I picked a movie called Doom. Consists of the Justice League. The, the main villain is Vandal Savage, who figures out that Batman has plans to immobilize them just in case they ever went rogue or were brainwashed. So I thought this one was really good, too, as well, because it had the whole team there and and just showcasing how Batman has contingency plans for, for everything, especially these high-powered humans. You know, he, Batman himself is not superpower, as we know. So another movie with a rogue gallery of different villains of the Justice League, their arch nemesis, figure out how to, like I said, immobilize them, but take it a step further and try to kill them. And I just thought this one was really well done. Animation style, very similar to these newer ones. It's a little bit of an older one. It's not so much canon with uh, the other movies, but again, just... Such a good conflicted story arc, character development. Again, good action scenes. Um, the movie Doom, have you dude seen it or maybe you've heard of it? I've definitely seen it a while ago. And I thought just the premise alone was so badass that Batman, of all people, of course, would do his homework and have these contingency plans and just how dangerous that was. But he, he had a good intention and he would never do it. But then, of course, gets in the wrong hands and then shit gets crazy. It's cool to know that, of course, Batman would go that far to have something set up like that, you know. But I'd, I'd never heard of it. I just tried to look up right now and I have seen the act actual like cover art for this but i've never watched it dude and it's another one honestly every one that you guys have spoken about sounds sick and everyone that i've looked at looks sick too so i just need to start really cracking eggs and watching a lot of these yeah this is one we, we talked about i wish this one could have been a live action movie just the premise alone is really well done you know just to think that these villains, if they got hold of Batman's plans, that they could take out the Justice League. And as I was watching it, I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn, like this would be so badass to see live action, which unfortunately the way, you know, the DCEU is, is at this point, doesn't ever seem like those characters will ever be on screen together again. But, you know, one can hope. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think DC hasn't quite hit it, hit it, the nail on the head yet with live action movies. So maybe there's still a chance that they could just do it. They're going to change characters who cares i mean change actors of these characters who cares i think just get it right like pick pick a new character pick a new actor and make some of these remake some of these there's so many great stories i don't think anybody's really going to be pissed i feel like dc is so interesting because there are a lot of great films peppered in and especially like chris obviously christopher nolan's 
whole Dark Knight trilogy, I feel like is like, for me, that's like stands in a category all on its own when it comes to superhero films. There, It's wide open still, like you were saying, Al. I always feel like DC, there's, I, I feel like Marvel kind of laid those blocks when superhero movies still weren't that popular. And then they were able to keep it going and gain that momentum. And they have the huge fan base now. And it definitely gets oversaturated, but I've, I've enjoyed it over that buildup, especially because we were a lot younger like when Iron Man came out and watching all of that up to I'd say Endgame for me was sick and now I'm to the point where I'm like eh I can do with a lot of without watching a lot of them because there's just so much to keep up with and like how Steve brings up a lot too like DC I feel like they it's wide open uh, but I feel like they were kind of threatened by that early build up by Marvel and they felt like they need the need to play catch up in a sense and that's why it's like you see it though it's almost like the Hollywood issues of like final edits or losing the director and bringing somebody completely different with a different style on you know and I feel like that's where they've suffered but they've made major strides obviously we We've talked about it on this pod and even something like uh, John Cena's show. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm spacing his character right now. Peacemaker. Peacemaker, dude. Like that's something I had zero expectation for and they blew it out of the water. So they have the chance to reinvent and be anything they kind of want to be. So I'm really excited to where they can take everything, dude. Agreed. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, like how long, how long people will say, like, you know, uh, oh, it's a step in the right direction. But I, I feel like DC has been putting out just nothing but good content recently. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Sky's the limit. I mean, Black Adam, but what, Shazam was cool. But what would what would be? That's that's what I mean. Like, what would be hitting that mark for you, Al? I mean, I don't know. I think just doing what DC Animation has done, like keep going with that, and and maybe just maybe not comparing, trying to trying to compare to Marvel. Marvel's been this beast of a machine, but not not trying to compare themselves in any way of that. Like I agree, I'm 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 happy with everything that's come out. I've loved every Superman movie. Ben Affleck's character in these in these DCs, I thought was dope. The the Last Justice League, the one that we talked about, um, the Schneider cut, Schneider Schneider, <laughs> <laughs> the Rob Schneider cut. Uh, you guys seen it? Uh, I think it's Schneider. Schneider, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if the Snyder cut had came out over the Whedon cut, the DC world would still be mostly intact. I mean, who knows? They, there's still a chance for them to come back. I mean, obviously, we talked about Ezra Miller a little bit earlier jokingly, but he's for sure out. But just like we said, just replace him. People would be cool with exactly. that. Who cares? I'm, a, I'm honestly worried that we're going to see something one day that this dude has done something super crazy. He already has, in my opinion. But you know what I mean? Like, I think like I'm worried, man, that some, we're yeah. going to see a terrible headline about this guy. But just throw a new actor in there. Who cares? I mean, so many people will be happy with Ezra Miller. They, I don't really give a they say the uh, the flash from the television show. A lot of people like him and want are lobbying for him to. Yeah, dude. Grant exactly. Gustin. Grant Gustin yeah. is his name. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I really enjoyed him actually as the flash. And I liked the first couple seasons that show a lot. I think it just suffered from what most DC shows suffer from. It just became like a teen drama romance show more than a with the backdrop of a like superhero a show deal. and yeah, that's more yeah. of a like cw, CW show thing. too right like, right more budgeted that, that's what i mean it's more of a victim of the the network that it's on than its own thing but he he did play a good uh, barry allen he might even be able to you know step it up a little bit for the big screen i wouldn't, wouldn't be against it I, be, I believe ezra miller even made a appearance on that show as the he, two different flashes meeting each other right he, he did yeah I just think HBO needs to just take over DC stuff. 
stuff. I mean, we got the Watchmen, we got Peacemaker. I just feel like the Snyder Cut too as well. I know that really wasn't too much HBO, but they helped kind of get the ball rolling. And I just think things would be so much better, you know, and like you said, Chris, the CW just, I, I feel like aren't really made for these dark, gritty shows that they're supposed to be where HBO Max as we saw with Peacemaker, can be edgy, can be dark, can be brutal. And it's like, yeah, that's what DC is supposed to be like. And yeah, so hopefully in the future, uh, more stuff goes there. And there's still a lot of stuff to look forward to. You guys had mentioned Black Adam. Mm -hmm. The Flash movie still, I mean, take away what Ezra Miller's been doing. You know, it still could be a possibly a good Flash movie. Um, and then just Aquaman too as well. And I think uh, Shazam too as well has a sequel coming out. So a lot of good things yeah. in the future. Uh, I'd say the one thing for me personally that DC does have that Marvel never will have, as long as they're under Disney, which will probably be for ever is they do have that wide open availability to be like to cater to that violent side to even rated R status and then down to children like I don't know if you guys even saw there's going to be a movie and it's an animated almost Pixar type animation geared towards children and it's like Superman's dog it actually looks pretty funny like if you had a kid you'd rock. probably enjoy watching it <laughs> I don't know is it dude I think it is dude that sounds <laughs> yeah. like something the rock would do it is it is super pets yeah. Is no, he I mean, Superman or is he Super Dog? The Rock Super Dog? He's Super Dog. I don't know. But like oh, you said, okay. though, Batman, iconic. Uh, iconic superhero in movies all alone. The, the second superhero in movies that I've loved the most, Superman. So both DC characters, they have so many great Superman movies. Honestly, I'd say all Superman movies I've loved, all Superman characters, all Batman movies I've loved. And I hope they make another Batman Superman movie. I hope they keep Henry Cavill. Uh, he was dope. He is dope. And like, you know, Steve, Steve makes a great point. They have been, they have been doing a good job and I'm really hopeful they just keep kicking ass. Yes, sir. Awesome talk fellas on some uh dc movies and future dc projects as well as uh dc animated movies but to keep the ball rolling a b has a two second tunes for us so let's roll into that two second tunes you only got a little bit of time baby go two second tunes you only got one two all right gentlemen two second tunes you know the rules of the game, so I'm not going to repeat myself too much. But in the honor of cartoons or animation, I thought that it would be a good idea to do another cartoon intro game, maybe from the 80s, 90s, 2000s and up. So we have done this one before, so I did make sure that I have not hit those ones. So I'm going to play it like this, two seconds, roughly, cartoon intros. I'm going to give everybody an opportunity, and then we're going to have a couple at the end that everybody's going to have a free-for-all. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Two seconds. You guess it. If not, one of the other gentlemen are going to guess it. Might be a little tricky. So the first person, Mr. Steven. But here we go, my man. Gonna help him put Two seconds. I could have went a little longer. Um, Me and Fig and Chris all know. I, I don't know. know it. Okay. Take a guess. Play it one more time. Now dude, now dude, the rules are should the I power get power to... of heart, dude. Is it Captain Planet? Captain Planet, yes, he's our hero, baby. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> guys who like to lose the thunder. Yeah, but can we all agree? 
Heart is the weakest fucking power out of all but of see, them. See the uh, got Indian got Steve a point. He was uh, <laughs> he was the one with the monkey friend. What you say? He was from South America. I think I forget oh, exactly where. Yeah, that's but not am- politically correct, Steve. I don't know. I believe he was from the Amazon. Definitely a uh, Earth or Fire man were the dopest. Oh yeah, and Fire was a complete fire crotch to Ginger. I'd love to see a solid dope Captain Planet movie. I feel like there's always talks about it, but. Don the Chill, Rick and you know. Morty episode they have too is pretty good. Of it's kind of a little parody of it. Captain Planet would look at the world now and be like, "Are you fucking kidding me, guys? <laughs> it's this like is a dark gun." Yeah, he's just you like just leave. <laughs> like you're on your own. Nice job, Steve, with the assist there, Chris. Well done. So we're jumping. You don't to... get any extra points for that, Chris. Just by yeah, the way, no extra points. <laughs> you lose. Actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we're jumping to Mr. Dave. Mr. Dave, are you ready, sir? Here we go. Ooh. <laughs> oh. This is an animated Ooh, cartoon. I think, I think I know this. Dude. It's an animated cartoon that we watched probably on Saturday mornings. The Wild Thornberries. <laughs> that is not correct. That was one of my choices that I thought, but the intro song just... Didn't work. Damn, that was going to be my guess, dude. Wow. Is this is this Rocco's Modern Life? <laughs> <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life. No. Honestly, it sounds like almost like as weird as it is, like a like ancient Egyptian theme to it a little bit. Well, okay. Well, you're warm. It's got that vibe to it. Is it Legends of the Hidden Temple? <laughs> Not <laughs> a cartoon. Should I, I play know. a little yeah, more? Right. Does cartoon. anybody else have a guess? Or? If somebody else has a guess, I'm honestly I'm I'm racking my brain. But is it uh where on earth is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> no, good choice. Oh. It, I think uh, the song is just. Is it Mighty Max? Oh. Ooh. Play a little more you, for you. Play play a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. It gets crazy after that, right? What the fuck? Oh, I've never right on the tip of my tongue. I don't it, know what that is. I don't is know. it is it Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, dude. Good call. Damn. Dude. I never, I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh! Dude. I, I don't know, know. why. Okay. I, I just never yeah. watched For the record, we all have not seen that. Oh, Speaking man. of the power of heart, Fig, you just use the heart of the cards, dude. Yeah. Well, I did watch dude, Yu-Gi-Oh! That sounded intense, yeah. man. That yeah. sounded like a song you'd be like at the pool and yeah. all of a sudden it would just like drop and everybody was like, yeah. It, it sounded pretty uh, modern. Huh? You, you. Uh, it did. It was actually a really good show. It was a really good show. Similar. It had that Egyptian vibe to it though, Dave. It's funny that you said that. Yu-Gi-Oh. Good call, Chris Fig. Wild Thornberries was one I was going to do. That's funny you guys said that. But go back and listen to the intro song. It wouldn't work. I was thinking, I was like, did the mummy have a cartoon series to it? <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> I, I thought it did. I think uh, so. All right. Well, cool. Steve won. Fig one, And we're jumping to the other Chris. Here we go. Damn it. I know this one. Damn, I don't know this one, dude. I can throw out Sounds- a hint. Sounds really familiar. I yes. think I know this one. Oh, um, I do. I do. I'm gonna give a hint. What's my it's a cla- it's a classic. It's Chris. on. It's classic. It was on. It was on Cartoon Network. Just uh, use your brain, man. 
You might want to use <laughs> now the scientific. Giving, now everybody's method. giving out hints. You guys want the point? <laughs> oh, uh, Dexter's Laboratory, dude. Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory, dude. Yeah. Him, him, I like to see my friends win, man. Yeah, I don't even. I was gonna say underrated show, but I don't think it was underrated. Nah, just a great show. banger. Everyone from the '90s loved that show. Yeah, it just started yeah. out. Was it Dee Dee? What was his sister's name? Dee Dee. Yeah. 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 yeah, she's just fucking jumping around, just fucking with all the shit. But great, great show. I love Dexter's Laboratory. Good one with the help from all <laughs> the, the friends, rival. man. That's what we're here for. All right, I like the, the the camaraderie here. I like everybody helping each other out. So keep it up. I dig it. We're going to Fig. You ready, my dude? All right, here we go. That is the oh-so-classic recess. Yes, sir. Good job, man. But uh, One Saturday morning, bro. That's all I got to say. Great show. Everything minus Doug on that lineup was gold. Oh, dude, Dissy's Doug is good, man. <laughs> oh, um, it's actually trash, dude. I think you <laughs> Nickelodeon Doug. The, we like that Nick D, okay? I know you like Nick's D, man. We don't D. like the Disney D, Nick, dude. Nick, we Nick. like that Nick D. I like the double D, man. You like Nick's D, I like double D. Yeah, Disney's yeah. Doug. We know you're into that. <laughs> Recess was double dope, D's man. all day. Double D's. Yeah, Recess, they had the best <laughs> Recess, man. I was super jealous because that... Uh, that's all they did there. They just had recess. It always felt so long too. I mean, I know it's a, a show, but it always felt like they're on recess for like an hour. Yeah. Like, do you guys actually go to class? Great. And great then fucking show, Ran- so. Randall, dude. Snitch mm. ass. Nicely done. <laughs> Randall. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Randall. It shows them right at the beginning, man. All looking all creepy. Like, uh, Fig might be in the lead with two points. Everybody else has one, I believe. We're jumping back up to Steve, man. Are you ready? All ready. Here we go. That is a uh, rocket power. Damn, rocket son. Is. Rocket power. That we are is, riders uh... on a mission. <laughs> rocket power. Well Isn't done, it wild Steve. when you hear that play? Every little sound is just still etched in your brain. Oh my god, yeah, that one brought it back. I haven't seen that one forever. So when I played that, I was like, "Fuck yes!" I don't think you can be '90s, early 2000s cartoon intros, man. They're just like they'll never be beaten, man. They're just top notch. Mm-hmm. We were talking at my work the other day too about how '90s toy commercials were just the shit. Too. Oh like, man, I don't know toy commercials these days or whatever. It's cool, but like. Maybe it's nostalgia or rose tinted glasses. I'm seeing it with, but '90s toy commercials, dude. They were they were bangers. Every one of them. Yeah, just the '90s in general. All right, fuck yeah, dude. You guys are killing it. So jumping to Dave. Here we go, man. Is that Bob's Burgers? Oh no. <laughs> but I see Bob's how you would have in the guessed 90s, that. Dave? I see how uh, you guessed that, dude. That was uh these aren't all nineties. These aren't all nineties. I didn't know I didn't know it was a nineties. No, not they're not all nineties though. Um could you play it one more time? Does this sound familiar to anybody else? <laughs> I think I think no. I oh, is it Courage the Cowardly Dog? No. Oh, oh. Uh, 
Well, uh, should I play it again? No one else really has yeah. an idea. Okay. Ooh. Adventure Time? Adventure Time. I was going to guess Adventure Time. Nice. Oh. It, it honestly sounded so much like, I think Courage the Cowardly Dog kind of has a little strumming guitar oh, like that's that. A, I could be wrong. No, I mean, I don't I, really that was an honorable remember. mention. I didn't pick, I was going to pick Courage the Cowardly Dog. I don't remember the song, though. Dude, the crazy thing is, I guess Adventure Time, I've only watched a few episodes, but I know the episodes I've seen were cool, and I know people are really into the show. But yeah, so Michael Sarah wrote that song. Actually, is he is he singing? Oh, (laughs) it kind of sounds like him, though. I thought I was. It did sound like him. It kind of reminded me of like it was like Juno ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did have that vibe, but it was Adventure Time. Also, really crazy. Crazy show for sure. Jumping to Mr. For Chris, the Christmas cookie. Oh, come on, man. Oh, dude, I feel like I'm get, I need to know this and I'm uh, it's pretty hardcore. Uh, dude, it's a classic one, man. That wasn't much of I mean, yeah, they're they're setting the bar for you, bro. I'm sorry, but I can play I feel little... like I'm going for a whiff right now, dude. No hints this time, my friend. It, yeah, it, let me hear uh, it one more time, dude. Different openings, but this one's pretty badass. It's a it's a classic badass. This wasn't uh, Jet Cats, was it? Oh, mm. you think it's Thundercats? No. You guys know what I'm talking about? I do, no. I do, and I can see why you might think this is that intro. Uh, I'd I say there are some street fighting. sharks. There's fighting. There's lots of fighting in it. No. I don't know, man. man. Lots of fighting. Is it, um, Dave, do you know? You say at the same time? Good old Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball. Yeah. God damn it. Dude, the guitar, man. Down, 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 bam, 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 bam. Dragon Ball Z opening. Uh, it's called theme song Rock the Dragon. Dude, that one's another one that's just etched in my brain, dude. There's a couple dude, theme songs, but that was one there, of the most popular. Yeah, there, there's a few. It's like a more traditional anime opening. And then there's that. I feel like late 90s are like, we need a rock theme for it. And <laughs> mm-hmm. They listen to Transformers. Transformers is like, yo, get on this train. That kind of does, yeah. Is that like the American thing they did uh, for it the sounds show. very american-esque yeah all right i might have done things a little wrong i got two more so i'm gonna do one more for fig and then we'll have a tiebreaker for everybody okay cool all right i'm trying to think which one to give you fig oh. uh, <laughs> all right now we're going for it i'm gonna give you a good one all right here you are every day Every day when you're walking down the street, that's my uh, that's my one to greet. That's my boy Arthur, man. Arthur with each other. Good job, man. Arguably, guys, great fucking song, man. Great. Hey, what a wonderful time today. (laughs) You know, my boy Arthur was straight reggae loving. You know, (laughs) I, I think I brought this up on the pod before about. I think we were talking about the the X Men theme song. But there's a TikTok where a guy, he's like playing a, an executive agent. He walks in 
to like the room. He's like, Hey, we have this new show about this aardvark. He's like, just make it simple. You don't need to make it a uh, reggae or jammy for any reason. And he just like plays all the instruments and stuff. And like, is one that of like the dopest songs of all media, time, dude? dude. Is that like a guy he's on uh social media? Like he did the one for 007. He's like, we just need some pause music, nothing crazy. Yeah. He plays yeah. the pause music and he's like, Oh my god, like or yeah. or even like even like the memes where it's like they didn't have to go this hard for the Arthur theme song, but they did it for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Dude, great song. I was gonna say another fond memory of mine was for all of the people listening out there, Alex's mom was my third grade teacher, <laughs> and we used to play Arthur Bingo and Binky Barnes was the centerpiece oh. of them, dude. And I still, for whatever reason, I still always remembered. Like I, we used to, as a class, we used to love playing Binky uh, Barnes. Bingo. Yeah, yeah. She wouldn't let me be in her <laughs> class, so I don't, I don't have those memories, unfortunately. It's like, can we play bingo at home? She's like, fuck that, play too much. Go to your room, Alec. <laughs> Shout out to Josie though. All right, nicely done. This is the tiebreaker. Well, I think Fig might have cleared it with one extra i don't know but we're gonna do yeah, it for all he, the he, he got yeah. he got that softball toss at the end with fucking arthur come on <laughs> this is for all the marbles and you guys might uh you might like it all right here we go bob's, bob's burgers, burgers. <laughs> I, I think i got that I might have that. that was a three-way tie that might have close to no, a three-way tie no this is a tie dude this is a Steve situation where if you think that you're wrong, <laughs> there was a, a time lag there. I think Steve, you were the, Steve provided proof. I think you were the loudest, Dave, but I think it was a, a three-way tie. Yeah. I think it was close. We'll have yeah. to, we'll have to close, rewind it back. There's a difference we'll between being the loudest and the fastest, you trust me. <laughs> Who's ever doing this edit, do the rewind, and you'll see <laughs> that I'm that. clearly at Take least like a half second. I'm a clear half second ahead. It definitely sounded like the uh, the other one you said was Bob's Burgers, though. Yeah, that's, time, that's why it made me. That's why it made me instantly the say good it. old. So like, this has to be fucking Bob's yeah. Burger. Ukulele for sure. Well done. That was uh, two second tunes, gentlemen. Good job. Hope everybody had a fun time, and we're all winners here. Shuffles all around. Thanks, Al. I'm glad I took the final round uh, for all the marbles. <laughs> <laughs> all right, AB. Solid two-second tunes, but I say let's uh, roll it into a one has to go. What you gonna pick? Don't pick no stupid shit, because one has to go. Alrighty, fellas. So, yes, we're going to roll into a one has to go. And for the first topic, to keep in the, the realm of DC superhero stuff, wanted to do a group one. And I'm going to throw out three abilities from superheroes and we'll vote one off the island. For the first one, it'd be Superman's laser vision, Green Lantern's ring, or Aquaman's underwater abilities. If we had to vote one off the island, which one would it be and why? I think this one's pretty easy for me. It's Superman's laser vision. I don't think I have a need for it. Um, With Green Lantern's ring, you can pretty much do anything you want to do. Uh, or do anything that you could do with the other powers as well. So that's definitely the uh, you know the almighty one there. So laser eye has to go. Steve, you make a great point, man. I think being able to swim underwater and talk to fish and everything would be super dope. 
and the ring has those crazy powers. I'd like to say you could do some crazy shit with the with the laser vision, but a lot of it would pretty be just pretty violent. So yeah, unfortunately. I think you guys might be making the better argument. Something about just being able to fuck stuff up with laser vision. This appeals <laughs> to uh the young boy in me. So I'm going to get rid of uh, Aquaman's abilities and and blow stuff up with my eyes. Originally, I was like, out of all of Superman's powers, laser eyes are probably one of the least like that I'd want at the top of the list. But then it made me think of Aquaman and his powers. I would love to have those. And then it made me think of Austin Powers, freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. So... I'm going to go with whatever the third option was. I don't even remember what it was now, but I'd keep Aquaman and Superman's laser eyes, whatever the third option is, out the window, baby. <laughs> Ooh. Um, it was Green Lantern's ring abilities. This one is uh, tough, but uh, I'm going to go along with what Chris said, man. Having laser vision would be so fucking cool. And if you're ever in a tough situation, I feel like laser vision would help you out i mean it would be cool to swim underwater and you know have aquaman's abilities but at the same time i don't know i don't know if i'd still want to be underwater there's some crazy Yo, shit fig. devil's advocate though you're essentially superman underwater to a whole different species and world yeah so you're, you're like in outer those. space flying around down there you know dave you do make a good point but fuck that aquaman's abilities is out of here for me. I want some laser vision or some cool ass Green Lantern ring abilities. I respect you even more for that. <laughs> but uh, I guess, is there a tie? There's Dave two- is the tiebreaker, Dave. So, so yeah, I was saying, I got laser vision or, or talking to fishes, man. I mean, you Damn. can make, you want fish, you can make fish uh, eat stuff out of I, your butt if you really uh, want to. <laughs> breathing underwater, you're controlling them too. I, I have, I have to go with aqua. I have to go. With laser out, laser vision out. I'm sorry, that does not trump all of Aquaman's world and powers, dude. You must like you must like fish sticks, dude. Dave, I'm just gonna say this: you're you're walking in the dark alley, and a bunch of thugs come up to you, want to fuck you up. Are you gonna call some little you know fish, starfish, to come help you? Or are you gonna laser vision the fuck out of these guys? (laughs) Let me throw a scenario at you. You're swimming in the moonlight in the water in Hawaii. A a gang of dolphins come up, try to rape you. Who are you gonna call? (laughs) Not the Ghostbusters. That's for damn sure. I would laser vision the fuck out of them. (laughs) (laughs) I just blast them all. And you have the the, uh, you have Green Lantern's ring, Dave. So you don't gotta worry about. Uh, in a dark alley. <laughs> oh, do we get yeah. both? Do we get both at this point? I just they thought stay, it was like, yeah, they stay. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I forgot you had the laser vision. <laughs> nice. Alrighty, fellas. Uh, so I guess laser vision is off the island. Does anyone else have another topic for a one has to go? All right, guys. Well, I know you, a couple of you are just in love with Batman. A few of you also like Superman as well. So we're going to go with some of the, the, B squad on Justice League. If you had to vote out the Flash, Wonder Woman, or Aquaman, who's leaving the island, guys? Ooh, that is a that's actually really a tough one. I think it's pretty easy. I'm gonna go Aquaman. Um, if you know you've seen him in the movies and stuff, he's he's you gotta carry this guy around. He's really out of place on land. Uh Wonder Woman, she's up there with Superman, as far as like power and abilities, and even Flash, you can make that uh, argument for. So I think it's pretty easy for me. Aquaman. 
Damn it, Steve. You make great points, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my choice. I'm going to pick the Flash just because I think his costume's the cheesiest. And yeah, he can do some badass shit, but I'm going to still hold on to the fact that you're Superman of the water and Wonder Woman's basically up there with Superman as well. And I have no no other reason to 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 pick the Flash. He is badass, but he's got to go. Oh, see, I'm opposite. I think in my mind, Flash is the number one to stay. Homie can jump through time. Uh, I was kind of leaning towards Wonder Woman, but I don't know. Lately, been watching them boys, the deep, their depiction of him, and just kind of <laughs> makes me think that the, the underwater powers would be pretty lame. So, oh, man. <laughs> see you later, Aquaman. That's a good point. Got a weird fetish or fish. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say Wonder Woman's safe because we're not going to have it be Sausage League. And then also, this one's really hard. You guys bring up some good points, dude. But I'm going to keep Aquaman, dude. I think he has some dope powers, I think, to be able to speak and control fish. And then also something that I've never been a reader of the Aquaman comics. And I honestly haven't even watched the standalone movie. But just like the unknown regions of the ocean, I'm sure he can go to and... Who knows? Maybe there's crazy shit we couldn't even imagine. So that's what makes me lean a little bit more towards keeping Aquaman. And I will stick with Wonder Woman. So you guys all know who gots to go. Wait, so you're voting Aquaman? Flash. Flash? The Flash. The Flash. Okay. (laughs) I was like, uh, so the Flash. Okay, so there's two for the Flash and then two for Aquaman. Well, I mean, if I had to pick between Aquaman and the Flash, it's definitely going to be Aquaman for sure. I feel like Jason Jason Momoa has has made him a lot cooler. I'm sure he's cool in the comic books. I I don't read that side of uh, comic books, Aquaman versions. Jason Momoa, like I said, has made him cool. But the Flash is right there behind Batman for me as favorite DC superheroes. So I'll go with Aquaman, man. I think he's uh, off the island. Oh, damn. I thought you were saying you're keeping Aquaman. Oh, damn. Yeah, so did I. Oh, (laughs) what a twist. Yes, Aquaman. (laughs) Aquaman, get the fuck out of here, my friend. My man. Back to the deep. Ezra Miller slightly swayed my opinion. All righty, fellas. So let's roll into another one has to go topic. So to keep in the animated realm, we talked a little bit about uh, the Batman animated series. So I was thinking... These are the top three, I guess, 90s animated superhero shows that I grew up with. I'm sure all of us did too as well. Many others too as well. But uh, we're going to go with the 90s Batman animated series, X-Men series, and the Spider-Man series. If one has to go, which one would it be and why? Um, For me, I'm going with Spider-Man series. I just loved X-Men and Batman as a kid. And I guess if I revisited X-Men now, it sucks. So I just never am going to and let it live on. It's glorious in my mind forever. Goodbye, Spider-Man. All right. So I'll jump in. And I don't think X-Men, the the 90s one, I don't think it sucks. But watching it, I did find myself finding it a little hard to keep my interest. When I was little, you just see these badass characters. The animation style is still really cool. I guess maybe it's just a it's a bit slower, which the Batman animated series watching as an adult is a bit slower too. The Spider-Man one, watching it now, it's still really good, holds up really well. 
but I'm going to go with the X-Men animated series for myself. It's hard, man, because like you were saying, Fig, the X-Men one is probably pure nostalgia. I haven't revisited it, but I am excited for Disney Plus picking up where it left off. So I'm excited for that because I did really love it. I remember Pizza Hut, dude. I got a VHS from Pizza Hut of the X-Men series. It was like the first episode or the first two episodes or something. Nice to watch that on repeat. And it probably doesn't hold up as well as the other films. So that's why it hurts me to say, because I love the X-Men franchise, but I'm going to have to vote X-Men compared to the Amazing Spider-Man and Batman. I just don't think it holds up as well. You were really selling X-Men for a minute, though. (laughs) (laughs) You were. I I can't speak for Spider-Man. So based off just what I've seen, I would have to keep X-Men and Batman. And if I revisit Spider-Man, I would maybe change my mind, like a lot of you guys are talking about. But I'm going to have to let Spider-Man go. Spider-Man, I think, had like the cleanest... Uh, animation. Uh, it's just a really well-made show. Huge like rose gallery that they always uh, you know would always come out in these episodes. Um, besides just the intro, I'm going to have to uh, get rid of X-Men on that one as well. Ooh, I thought, uh, I thought maybe Spider-Man might have with you guys when I was thinking about it, but I guess X-Men has the most votes and is off the island. Bye-bye. Alrighty, fellas, uh, another solid one has to go. But on that note, thank you for uh, indulging me on these DC animated movies and just uh, superhero talk all all around. But until next time, later days, my friends. Thanks for the nostalgia. Later, guys. Stay super out there, guys. See you next week. I can be your hero. Goodbye. (laughs) 